0: Got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant
2: on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Our back Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception, perception the show.
0: Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Go, Matt Harmon here with you. You're listening to Reception the Perception of the Show. Uh, as we enter here into the playoffs, Matt Harmon. Um, oh my goodness, I, I just can't. I can't wrap my mind around the fact that the season, the regular season, the fantasy season, is all wrapped up, man. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. Uh I've said many times on the show I've really enjoyed this season. I think the football's been good. I think the sto- like there's been incredible storylines and, and you know, so many um so many different narratives that come out of it. You know, like the Jaguars are in the playoffs, you know, Geno Smith is in the playoffs, like all these kind of like crazy <laughs> I know these crazy results you know the the Broncos were so disappointed there was all these unexpected results that so by the like by the end of the season you're kind of like well no yeah I, of course like that's what happened but it's still like based on our preseason expectations it's so wild that like Jacksonville is the team that it is you know that the Seahawks are the team that they are and you know meanwhile like the heavy hitters the contenders lived up to the billing right for the most part at least in the AFC you know Buffalo was right. when, you know, their second seed uh the the Chiefs like they're the they're the first seed, you know. Uh, the Bengals were really good this year, so I, I think that it's been it's been a really fun football season. And now I, I think that these playoffs, I'm I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction that the playoffs are going to be pretty good this year. Because at least in the AFC, man, there's so many, you know. And, and the NFC gets dogged too, but I'm at least fascinated to see what some of these teams look like as playoff teams. You know, the the Rando Giant Squad, um, like seeing if Seattle can mount anything against San Francisco. So for sure, I think it's gonna be a good playoff season for sure.
0: I mean, even Minnesota, it's like, you know, everyone thinks that they're an absolute mirage, but then at the end of the day, it's like, you know, the, these guys go out there and win a bunch of games. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. They've got some interesting people. Justin Jefferson's the best, you know, arguably the best receiver in the game. Sign me up for that game. I'm, I'm really intrigued uh, by these playoff matchups, man. No doubt about it. But um, but you know what? At the end of the year, uh, I think it's always fair, anyways, uh, to kind of, you know, take an accounting. Uh- <laughs> Of what we got right, what we got wrong. Uh, And look, we're in the prediction business, you and I, Matt. And uh, certainly we are not shy uh, about making some calls um, in the early part of the season, in the preseason, really. Uh, So, again, I just I thought it'd be fun to kind of go back and look at what we were expecting in the preseason and what we got. Uh, at the end what did we get right what did we get wrong and um and you know what hey you know I'll I'll kick us off because I think we you and I have talked about this too you know you and I both got this right we both kind of thought that the Broncos could absolutely suck and you know what they did I projected them for about six wins they got to five so I'll I'll tell you what that's not bad uh, for both you and I
2: yeah I was extremely skeptical about the narrative that oh this is such a yeah, you know, I was I was skeptical about the Russell Wilson part of it. You know that that he yeah. was that he was the player that people were talking about. That he was the player that you know was was just going to come in and be an elite quarterback somewhere else. I think that there was a lot of um, and it, that's this has definitely been revealed to be the case. That there was a lot more Pete Carroll. You know, there was a higher percentage of Pete Carroll in that successful cocktail in Seattle than there was Russell Wilson. I was skeptical of that, but the thing I was most skeptical of. Was that this was some great ecosystem that he was about to be dropped into? Not because, and I mean, Nathaniel Hackett obviously ended up being a huge problem. Not just because of that, but also because <laughs> of the wide receivers. Right. You know, reception perception showed that neither of these, and like this is this is right. Well, And I'm going to talk about a lot about RP stuff here on the on the show. Obviously, I'm mostly like wide receiver stuff that I'm going to get into. You know, it's reception perception. The show that we, I should talk about, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Like the the reason that I do reception perception is to like theoretically would be to highlight guys who are prisoners of bad quarterback play, right? Like they you know, right. the guys who are riding down Purg- Q- QB purgatory highway, right? Uh, if right. Jerry Judy and, and, and Cortland Sutton, they were clearly on that, on that highway, right. The quarterback purgatory highway with like Teddy Bridgewater the best quarterback. Either of these guys had played with, you know? So, um, right. but at the same time, the RP data clearly revealed like, these guys were good players, but were they superstars that were just held back by quarterback play? No. Like, I mean, especially a guy like Cortland Sutton was definitely not there. You know, Judy was a bit more of like a mercurial player because his rookie season reception perception was very good. We talked about this a lot. Like, he hits that sort of seventy-five percent success rate versus man barometer that we look for in his first season as a guy that would be super promising. His second season, there was the injury, all that stuff. Um, now Judy actually ended up having a pretty good season by the end of the year. He was wide receiver twenty in fantasy, which I think is surprising to people because he had such a strange like up and down. Pe- but I kind of think that's the player Jerry Judy is. Meanwhile, Cortland Sutton, um, he was wide receiver. Oh man, I mean, just just he tough fell off for the Cortland face Sutton. of the earth. Yeah yeah man fell off the face of the earth did cortland sutton um you know he was well behind um he, i mean where, where where even did he finish in the uh in the end of season ranks did cortland sutton i'm, I'm trying Why does your 42 42 and a half PPR. i mean my god
0: yeah in um if you're just going to week 17 you know i kind of i kind of don't like looking at week 18 stats anyways Fair. but yeah in full point PPR cortland sutton finished as the wide receiver 45. That is rough. <laughs> it's especially rough considering you think about how he started the season. He was gangbusters early on, double-digit you know, production each and every week, I think, for the first three weeks. And then, uh, I don't know what the hell happened. There was a little bit of injury, a little bit of co- competition for targets. Uh, certainly the nader of Russell Wilson's season, um as the weeks were wearing on too so that was real bad but uh but man he was absolutely nowhere to be found uh later on in the season and yeah so yeah he had uh he opened up the season with uh five consecutive double-digit ppr days and then just went into the tank man bunch of zeros on the board and yeah just he would it was awfully tough Uh, A lot of single digit performances as well. But, yeah, once Judy, I thought, kind of established himself as like Russell's go to Sutton absolutely took a huge backseat.
2: And, you know, the narrative out of Broncos camp from like any insider was, oh, yeah, Russ and Sutton, Russ and Sutton, like that's the connection. And again, it started that way. But I always make this, this point that's great when like one wide receiver is producing, but the offense stinks while this wide receiver is (laughs) producing this way. And this offense was, you know, it was terrible to start the year, despite Sutton having, you know, like seven for 72, 122 yards, 97 yards, 52 and a touch in week four, the offense was not good. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. that matters a lot when you look at these guys and my, it will, I will always come back to this, but these guys that don't separate and are like, Oh, well he doesn't separate. He's a 50, 50 ball receiver. It's really tough to run an offense through a player like that because it's going to be so so inefficient. And I think we saw that with the Denver right. Broncos this year. So I I do feel you know, tough tough to start on off on like a yeah we were right about about being negative about something. But I mean yeah I, I I could not I I definitely think we were outliers in not just the fantasy industry but like the NFL industry in a whole being like yeah I don't know about this whole Broncos thing and it ended up honestly being worse than I think either of us could have imagined.
0: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, my 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 first of all, my Twitter mentions were on a blaze on fire when I said that I think that the Broncos could win six games. <laughs> Everyone's like, how yeah. do you get paid to watch football? It's like, well, this is how, pal. This is what we do. All yeah, right. So this anyways, right here, <laughs> this right here, because uh, I can actually analyze things. But no, uh, we, we we nailed that one. Uh, but uh, obviously, some calls were were. Uh, less than ideal. You know, I'll give you one that I, it was a little bit of a mixed bag for me. Okay. So I, I, I was coming out hot saying CD lamb's going to be a top five fantasy wide receiver uh, this year. Just missed the cuff was uh top six after week 17 in full point PPR. Okay. So that was fine. I think that's fine. Unfortunately, I also said he was going to be better than Devante and Tyreek in fantasy football and, uh, whoops, whiffed on that one. I was, uh, very surprised. And I think a lot of folks were very surprised by how well Tyreek, um, played in this system with this quarterback, uh, was going, I would say probably outside of the top 15 picks around, around pick 20, uh, the, folks thought that Mahomes was a big factor in his production. And lo and behold, Tyreek actually had a career, literally a career year, set a a career high uh, in receiving yards this year in Miami. So uh, obviously a great player is Tyreek, but, um, and I thought the age might catch up a little bit and the offense might catch up a little bit with Devontae Adams, but man, just so good. And uh, just put on another dominant performance here in 2022.
2: You know, I think one thing that just was abundantly true this year with wide receivers in general was if you just bet on talent for the most part you probably bet you probably won your bets right like you're right with with Tyree kill it's like okay and and like if you just used reception perception data Tyree kill gets open at a level that's almost unmatched in terms of his ability to beat man press and zone coverage AJ Brown there were all the questions about, oh, well, how is he gonna fit? And I mean, I'm still beating myself <laughs> up about this, like about you know, how much is Philadelphia gonna pass? But we know he's been top three in success rate versus man and press coverage each of the last two seasons, twenty obviously twenty twenty one and twenty twenty. Twenty twenty two charting not out just yet. So we knew that the talent was there for those guys. And obviously, for Devontae Adams, he's been, you know, 99th percentile success rate versus man for like four straight years. You know, he's been unbelievable. Right. If you just bet on talent with those guys, even further down, we'll talk about some other players later. But like, if you just bet on talent at wide receiver this year, if you just bet on like the overall reception mm-hmm. perception data and shut out like the projection models or the, oh, the, the, this team's pass rate or expected pass rate or this right. team's quarterback for something like you, honestly, if you bet on truly great elite talent, you, you won most of your bets. And that was certainly the case with both Devante and Tyreek.
0: You know, I would say that, uh, you applied that idea, that model to Amon Ra St. Brown. And, and you know, me, I, I was extremely high on Amon Ra last year. Uh, but I even coming into 2022, I was not even as high on him as you were. Uh, he was certainly one of your players that, uh, you absolutely nailed the eval.
2: Yo, do you hear? Uh, do you hear Chris Collinsworth on Sunday Night Football say he's uh, this on Ross St. Brown guy? Here's a guy. Here's a guy. No, but he said, uh, he's kind of uh Cooper Cup-ish. Did you hear him, you hear him say that? <laughs> I, did. I did. That was awesome, man. <laughs> I said I was like, hey, I've wow. been making that comp since before uh before he was even drafted, Amon Ross St. Yeah. Brown. So we've I officially gone Main Street with the Bud Light Cooper Cup. No longer is Amon Ross St. Brown Bud Light Cooper right. Cup. That was the old comp because it's too no disrespect to Bud Light and, you know, the real hardworking Americans who Drink Bud Light, but uh, just just <laughs> it, he's he is co- just Cooper Cup ish. He's in that axis of player right now. is Amon Ross St. Right. Brown. So the comp has sure. officially gone mainstream. Uh, it was great to it. see uh, Chris Collinsworth say that. But yeah, I mean St. Brown was definitely a. There were so and again, it seems crazy to say this now because Amon Ross St. Brown was so you know unbelievable this year. What he he ended up being again, just full season numbers. Uh, was wide receiver seven in fantasy 106 catches uh 1100 yards whatever he was awesome um but like go back to the offseason debates about like he only produced but everybody else was hurt and blah 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 there was so (laughs) much of that noise but yeah when you just looked at his reception perception data and the ability to beat zone coverage and the routes that he was most successful on that that stuff was the talent was all absolutely there and um, targets, it's, targets are still earned. I mean, I know that it's not always applicable, but, uh, for the most part, like the guys are getting targets because they're good at football. I'm on Ross St. Brown, good at football. That was definitely a big W, uh, this year.
0: Yeah, no doubt. All right. But, uh, but again, Matt, you didn't, you didn't hit everything. Uh, give me no. a, a guy that you kind of whiffed on.
2: Oh, uh, I mean, obviously you got to talk about, uh, Alan Robinson, you know, oh, I, I think, look, it was that one hurt me. That one hurt man. And you know, I could definitely sit here and say that um, the ecosystem was not what I expected. You know um, the, you know, the, the er- absolute erosion of the offensive line Stafford eventually getting um, crushed every single week, but th- it was pretty clear from the jump. That was just a bad, just a bad signing by the team. Um, you know, it was e- even if Robinson, and I still think Robinson like isn't toast. I don't think he's done. I think he can still play. I don't think he's washed but he was not the player that that team needed uh, him to be. Although weirdly, like, you know, never even got really in the role that they talked about him being in or anything like that. So, um, but either way, no matter what, just a big miss for sure. Like there were more problems than just, um, than just, than just Robinson's play. But either way, pretty big whiff from this year for sure. Uh,
0: 10 games played for Allen Robinson, 52 targets oh God, in those yeah. 10 games. I don't know how uh, that's possible, but 33 receptions, 339 yards, three touchdowns, though, for Allen Robinson. By the way, I, I I always look at some of these like t- touchdown totals now, um, and I see three touchdowns on 52 targets. I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. And then I always think about old Deontay Johnson. Just wrapped up 2022, no touchdowns. zero touchdowns. He had 150 targets. How do you do that? It's it's almost impossible. Did you see?
2: Did you see uh, uh, yesterday even <laughs> yeah, in that Lee. game against the Browns, like? He would get wide-ass open on, like, a slant route in the end zone, completely make the corner whiff and, like, press man coverage, get wide-ass open. And then Kenny Pickett throw the ball, and it got batted down at the line. I think it happened at least twice. And, like, Deontay clearly was so frustrated just being like, I'm just trying to get one. You know, (laughs) just – just just give me one. just one. <laughs> and they were obviously like designing it up for him and just oh, couldn't even God. get the one. Can't and he couldn't can't he even do the like the, they didn't they didn't miss that. They didn't make the playoffs either because like he could have at least like maybe scored a playoff touchdown, you know, even if it wouldn't go down in the regular season. But nope, he ends 2022 with no touchdowns.
0: Um, I don't so. care. I don't care what anyone says, man. I'm going right back to the well in 2023 oh, with, De- oh, with Deontay 100%. Johnson. I mean, because you're going to get him at such a steep discount. boy. (laughs) Like, I I think Kenny, I think Pickens is actually going to get drafted higher than Deontay Johnson. And uh, and for me, man, I will I'll sign up for that. I'll sign up for the Deontay Johnson discount. There's going to be some serious, like, you know, positive regression, a.k.a. he's due. I mean,
2: as long as they change, as long as they change uh, offensive coordinators, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. Uh, they've, they've got to do that. We're taping here Monday at 4:30 PM Pacific. There's been no news right. out of Pittsburgh in terms of coachings staff changes, but I think that they've got to, I think they've I've, yeah. I've talked about it for, for, you know, forever on the show that it's the worst designed offense in the NFL. And I think they've got to make some changes there. And as long as they do, I think I'd be interested in all of these Steelers guys. Definitely Johnson.